Hey everyone, this is Ben, and today is Good Friday, the final day of our Lent podcast. Big thanks to everyone who shared in this journey, and I'd like to remind you that tonight at 7 p.m. is our Good Friday gathering at Grace City. Immediately following the service, we begin 36 hours of continuous prayer until Easter morning. To sign up for a time slot to pray, please visit gracecityportland.org. Okay, on to our Lent reflection. Today we are reading Luke 22, verses 39 through chapter 23, verse 1. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel of heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to his disciples, He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He approached Jesus and kissed him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour, when darkness reigns. Then, seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy, who hit you? and they said many other insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, 
the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. There's not a whole lot to say. Jesus is sweating drops of blood. The disciples are exhausted from sorrow. This is the hour, Jesus says, when darkness reigns. Peter meets Jesus' eye and weeps bitterly. I spend most of my time trying to avoid this kind of heaviness, anxiety, and grief. But in the story of Jesus, the fullness of human joy and pain are fully named and known. I'm tempted to skip past this part. I mean, who wants to live in a world where darkness reigns? But the truth is, if I rush the crucifixion, I might miss the resurrection. After all, it is Mary Magdalene's sorrow that will keep her weeping at the tomb in three days' time where she will meet her resurrected Lord. I think my task on Good Friday is to allow the heaviness to slow me down, to linger in the pain of this sin-ravaged world, to stay weeping at the tomb, that in just a few days I might look up and see the transfigured face of Jesus my resurrected king. Teresa of Avila says, patience is sufficient for all things. All things pass away. God alone endures. Jesus, it pains me to see you abandoned and alone, facing all the evil and sin of this world on my behalf. But I know that you are still in control. So I join you in the suffering I wait in the darkness, trusting that in due time, the sun will rise. I love you, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen.